Hey, group chat. I know y'all see my text. There's tea to be spilled. Each week, we're bringing you our unfiltered take on culture, news, dating, and our lives as Black millennial women. We're coming to y'all with the honesty and eye rolls that only a text chain with your girls can. This is Black Girls Texting with Chelsea, Glenn, and Shade. Welcome back to another episode of Black Girls Texting. If you're watching this, I've got a little new background. I'm going to jazz it up. Um, and <laughs> Charles Pinky and Glenice are here. Hi. Hi. Hey, dolls. Listeners, if any of you are Black artists or you know Black artists, please pass them my way. Um, a bitch has a guest room slash office now, and you know I gotta get it decorated, mm-hmm. decorated, decorated, Z. yeah, decorated, decorated. Cause y'all got your little artwork behind you. I got this white walls. Hang mine up. Speaking of which, I was at work the other day, and this woman was like, "So when where are you usually sitting with all that amazing art behind you? Like that's mm-hmm. your house, right?" And I, when when I, tell you, background. Got, I probably looked like I saw a fucking ghost. I was like, oh, wait. Like, <laughs> <nope>. <laughs> they be clocking you. They be clocking you. Your internet's doing some funky things. That's but um, I'm. It's a bad I'm area. Gonna... I think I live in a bad area. Every All my neighbors have the same problem. Who do you talk to? White One side? other person. It's a bad area. Two other people. Mm. That's not problem. enough research for somebody. me. I'm going to call them when I go up the phone with y'all. Anyway. Um, Red or reply. So I am leaving two things on red. I'm not replying Mm. to anything. Mm. Not because I'm not happy, but there's just so much shit in the news. So the first thing is all the fucking breakups and divorces that have been happening. So Tia Mowry, who actually was on our show and was lovely, um, is filing for divorce from her husband, Corey Hardick. They've been married for 14 years. Tom Brady and Giselle Bunchen. Oh, yeah. I don't care. Next. He's racist. <laughs> <laughs> Miguel and his lady. And <laughs> just try to say her name, child. Madeline, no? I'm not going to butcher that woman's name. I know, know I'm talking about the better better than than his, his lady. <laughs> well, he's the famous one. So she got a podcast. Oh, okay. Um, but <laughs> she, yeah, all these divorces, and it's just so sad. And I don't know what makes me sad. Like, and I, I can only imagine like being with someone for almost two decades, and then just like not being with them. Like, a should have to be really fucking bad, I think, to make that sort of decision. Maybe. And B, I just feel like that's just like a fucking, it's like Mr. Krabs meme, like your mm-hmm. whole world is changing. Mm-hmm. Cause like your partner is like your best friend. Like that's the person you speak to every day. That's the person you have the most contact with. Like, yeah, that's the most important relationship. And so to just like lose that is, yeah. Um, I can I comment add... on that really quickly? Go ahead, Glenn. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I think that from what I know of those relationships, it's very outside looking in. I'm, I'm sure it's probably the way that you described it, Chelsea, and probably super painful. And I think like Miguel and Nazanin, 
were best friends. They've been together for a long fucking time, like since they were kids. But I was going to reference, there's a picture of Nicole Kidman when she's divorcing Tom Cruise and she looks like it's the best day of her fucking life. So for some (laughs) people, maybe it's not Mr. Krabs. Maybe some of them are like, woo, child. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Maybe some of them it's like Saint Saint West when he's walking. Oh yes, your favorite. So happy in his little tracksuit. Yes. What I was gonna add to that is I do think it's a little odd, like ha- like, or maybe just an interesting social thing that we do with social media now and being able to be in people's business where people were like, no, or like so, like, and I'm like, you. People are like, what's going on in their relationship or like how it ended? Like, I just found that really, really fascinating because I also think like divorce, this is coming from someone child of a divorcee, is just like sometimes you have a lot of different chapters. Like it sucks, of course, like you don't want to lose that person in your life. But like, unfortunately, you outgrow relationships and things change. I just wish them the best with like co-parenting for those who have kids and like things like that. But yeah, you never know. Yeah. I mean, for me, like, obviously I don't know these people and like, I'm not crying in my pillow about them getting divorced, but like, it is just the idea of just like the union of marriage for me. Mm -hmm. It's like Mm -hmm. something that I think is so beautiful, like when it, when it does work. So like when it doesn't, it is, I imagine something that could be really sad and devastating. Um, But anyways, I saw this post and it was like, Ayo, if your relationship made it out of this retrograde, retrograde, y'all are really meant to be. Oh, shit. So Yikes. apparently something was happening. So there's something cosmic. Yeah, with the pseudoscience. Um, we need to we need to get Miss Miss Chani. We need, oh, my God. Can we get her? Oh, email her. Go I'm going to try. That's a business meeting thing. Um, but anyways, <laughs> I also saw that apparently Nia Long is, this is still in my, in the relationship on red part. Red. Mm-hmm. Nia Long apparently is taking, um, Udaka. Back? Back. Ime Udaka. Sorry. Back. Damn, Glenn. Scream. Scream I know, let me not scream. Damn. I was actually so, that like, I was like, what? But you know what? You don't I'm know just, them niggas. You know? I don't know. And. Forgiveness. You know, Beyonce forgave y'all's fave. I just don't know if I can forgive a public embarrassment. And that's a you problem that you got to unpack. I just feel like that is just so Or maybe that's her boundary that she doesn't need to unpack. And for you, you would never forgive that. I I mean, I don't know. I'm just like, really? I don't know. Like, you that's fucking sloppy, too? (laughs) Now you got all these people in my business? I don't know. TMZ chasing me around. Yeah. The other thing I'm leaving on red is the Kardashian West people. Kanye West for his White Lives Matter. Yuck, yuck, yuck. And Kim Kardashian, because she was fined $1.3 million for her participation in a crypto scam. A woman whose co- whose company is, value- is valued at more than, I think at this point, it's $3 billion. Mm-hmm. Like, she's rich, very rich. She has a ginormous plane that she rides around to take. It's just wild that she just scammed all these people into participating, into buying this cryptocurrency Mm -hmm. that she herself knew was bullshit. She didn't believe in. And 
All she made was, I think, like $2.3 million. Oh, no, she was oh, fine. So she owes, yes. million. But like she did all of that for, I think it was only like $250,000. It was super small. Why did I be so penny pinching like that? And it's, it's penny pinching. It's extreme greed. That's really the word. It's yeah. greed. It's greed. It's like you're fucking rich. You're generationally rich. Yeah. Give it a rest. I think I need her to make nothing else. Right, like I'm you're like, we hoarding don't need another perfume. Money. We don't you're need another perfume. We're always on TV talking about home. having um, migraines all the time. I don't know if y'all see that commercial. I see oh, it yeah, every day. Well, she probably has migraines I know, dealing but... with Tristan. But <laughs> but Kim, on the other hand, she don't need to be scamming people out with cryptocurrency. And yeah. and then it's just like this cycle of like people feeling... Like, granted, I think Kanye is... I don't want to be ableist, but I think he's a maniac. Um and unwell and abusive and etc but her family is just terrible so anyways that's just my tea for today mm, monkey see monkey do over there <sighs> yeah i don't i uh, those names i'm just like can i not hear them or see them for a few days a fucking white lives matter shirt that is literally a, a terrorist group Bitch, when I tell you how they much that shit triggered hate black me, people. I just started thinking of it just it I'm like in a bad state right now. It's evoking like feel, I'm like thinking about the George Floyd time and thinking about being in the streets. Like it just uh. stirred everything back up. Well, he did say that, slavery was a choice, so that's the type of man we did. On that topic, I'm gonna also leave on red just like celebrity shenanigans. <laughs> I think particularly that Kanye scene of people that think that they're fucking geniuses by wearing those same big ass shaped sunglasses that everybody else is wearing. And those do you know those people? That whole scene of people that just be running around together that be like, and that, that now has like offshoots of Gen Z dressing the same way, like looking like they came off a Balenciaga runway. It all seems like very culty and small minded and fucking weird. Like why is everybody wearing these damn sunglasses? Acting like they are, like, the pinnacle of cool and they all look the fucking uh, the same. Thinking that they're, like, determining what, like, the kids in the youth culture are doing. And, like, y'all are so out of touch with what actually is, like, interesting and relevant. Like, Kanye West, you're not an arbiter of cool. Like, you have some Mm. people that follow you, for sure. But, like, the more and more I look at your shit, personally, I'm fucking bored. You've been making the same shit. Same shit. Ever. Those damn... Like nude one piece outfits that now every fucking nasty gal, um, whatever <laughs> fashion fucking, nova, fashion novas, everybody's making shit that looks like that. It can no longer be, you know, forward Crying. thinking and interesting. It's just and not- the nerve of him to come come for um Gabriella Karifa Johnson, who's like been mm-hmm. you know in the fashion world. I think she works at Vogue. Um, yes. Yes. And speaking out on issues about race for him to come after her. And shout out to Gigi Hadid, by the way, because she said, you wish you had a percentage of her intellect. You're a bully Mm. and a joke. Jokes. Gigi Gigi be speaking up. I'll say that about Gigi and Bella. Those those girls. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Okay. 
Glenn, are you replying? Sorry, to I'm just are looking at what positive... Gabriella's page um, to see. I just I've been every now and then just checking in on the sis. She's posting. Okay, she looks but... happy. She's vibrant. But so apparently, her and Kanye sat down and I had a dinner. How did you mm-hmm. guys feel about that? Because I was a little irritated. I feel like he's ging it a little bit. He's a fucking annoying person. And then did you see that Vogue posted that too? Like he and Ka- Gabriella and Kanye had a yeah. private meeting. I'm like, they did, they did. From sources that work at Vogue, they did. Do you know who else and was I'm in irritated. the runway show? Sayla Marley, mm-hmm. fucking oh, Lauren yes. Hill's daughter, was the one in the shirt. And Bob and she's talking granddaughter, to, right? She's talking about like people need to leave with more compassion. They need to understand the message. I'm like, are y'all all smoking crack? What is right. going on? <laughs> How do and all then, the black people who lost family members from police woo. brutality feel? How do you think they feel seeing you walking a runway with white we'll lives matter? Compassion. Do you know what that means? Yeah. Are you kidding? It's just so just bad. Just bad. Just bad. Just not good. Um, am I replying to anything? I mean, I've had this one thing on red for a while. I'm just going to say it now. It's a little bit old, but um, people that be playing with their food on the internet need to stop. Get rid of them all. Playing um, with their food? Like mukbang? No, 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 no. There's like these people that like, so at this point, my explore page is all people like cooking things. I don't know. It's just my algorithm. It actually is my sense of um, ASMR. I love watching people like chop things, sear them. You know, they take the, the knife and they scrape it across a very crispy piece of toast or potato. And then oh. there's these fucking people that get on the internet and they fucking play around with food and make disgusting concoctions to, like, piss people off. And there was recently some people that were making, like, a drunken chicken and they were pouring chicken in NyQuil and fucking stirring it around. That's irresponsible. I heard about the chicken. Irresponsible, Nyquil wasteful, chicken? stupid, yeah, dumb, disgusting, corny, fiending for clickbait. Again, wasteful. Um, so yeah, they can all suck a dick. Have you been seeing the alcohol in a break? <laughs> You're in a strange place. Am I? Like, have you the alcohol, <laughs> I've, I've watched a bunch of alcohol in a Brita thing. That shit is Do you hilarious. think it works? I watched this man. What is it supposed to do? Like make it not taste gross. So you just pour vodka in a Brita or you pour like yeah. through the filter or you pour tequila through the filter and it's just supposed to taste like water, but it's still alcohol. That seems like a, like a bad news. I'm just not it fucking in my Brita. Very dangerous. I know. I guess somebody bought a new Brita. I watched this black man and his cousins do like 15 of them. They tried so many different types. Hennessy. Did it work? Patron. He's in a strange place. Did they work? <laughs> I just be on TikTok, girl. No, I'm saying um, in your in your feed. Oh, your in my, feed I'm is... like, I'm <laughs> did the shit work? Did yeah, the it worked. Some of them it. worked. Some of them did not, though. Like they mm. used like Pinnacle. The Pinnacle did not work. Yeah, that's a little too nasty. Obviously, they used, um, they used Everclear. Ooh, I think the obviously. Everclear worked. No. <laughs> also, that's fucking. They're. I don't. I don't. I, I'm not. They're hit in like this. college. That's cap. <laughs> not her trying to use slang no they were drinking it anyway, right making no faces i please anyways <laughs> you go girl um you all just made me think of a a quick on red um which is i'm so grossed out by how much power celebrity has mm-hmm. like the fact that this 
granted, what Kanye did is like a a bigger conversation when it comes to like race and art and blah, blah, blah. Right. But like, ultimately I'm just like, this is fucking crazy. Like this is consuming our time and our brain cells. And it's scary because this is like one of many instances, not just related to him, but overall the concept of celebrity. I think it's, it's quite strange. Well, Um, I was thinking about that really quickly though. They they just get to act so horrendously to people and be and do terrible things and get to be at the top and make a bunch of money. And it's so fucking weird. I don't know if y'all also saw like Cardi B and JT like beefing and saying nasty ass mm-hmm. things to each other. Mm-hmm. Just people and like apparently people are fucking with Tory Lanez again, like in a big way. I in a this, big way. I heard LeBron James. Oh yeah, I was Tory so Lanez? disappointed. Oh, what are we and doing? He is always See, talking about See, but here black we go. Women. Here, here we go. But this is the thing, right? Like, it's layered in like social issues that should matter, but also like, I shouldn't care about Tory Lanez but, and LeBron James this much. I but see what you're saying, issues. but they have so much influence that like, exactly. just say, like it doesn't matter is not realistic. Like Kanye, there are so there, there's us who think the white lives matter shirt is deplorable, but there are so many people on the internet who are like, yo bro, art man, white lives right. matter. Kanye said it. So now it's Y'all cool, so, man. And, and I understand that. My point is like the fact that celebrity has been able to get to this level for all of us, whether we align and agree or we disagree is really crazy. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of scary and I consume it too. It's influence. It's the age of the influencer. It's the like they have influence. influence. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And I, it's See, also that got like me fucked up. Belonging or something. I don't know. I'm thinking about the Kanye thing now. Like, I think people that like love Kanye want to be a part of that tribe. They want to speak that language. They want to, I don't know. I really feel like they're yeah. under some sort of fucking spell but it's not just him it's it's all of all of like pop culture Mm -hmm. the influence the the accessibility how quickly things can go up on the internet and then it causes a fucking scurry and flurry and yeah maybe we should just get off of our phones well we're podcasters so we kind of have to be kept abreast on these things but i know but why are they but like, if we could all like take because a reset people, it's the zeitgeist people right. it's pop it's popular culture like yeah but we can like culture. how how do we change the narrative how do we like have other somewhat to me more valuable conversations i don't know i'm just talking it just came to my both. mind I think you have both. I think it is important to like recognize the signs of the times and what are people talking about and what are current issues. Like, I think there's a way to look at it in like a deep, with a deeper lens, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like, and um, unpack it that way. Like, what does it say about culture at large? Yeah. What does it yeah. say in 2022, October, you know, what is going on in our society right now? Mm-hmm. That's true. I, back on this. I hope that, especially for the younger generations, that they can find value and joy outside of their phones and 
the internet and the television like in their community in like real dynamics like do you ever see a bunch of young people at a table talking and even we're like this sometimes and they're all on they're they're on the phone like I know I know it's like an old person yeah (laughs) but I'm just like what the fuck is going on this shit is fucking crazy anyways um I'll be quick with my other red that leads me to my other red I'm leaving our government and luma the uh electric company of puerto rico on red because puerto rico still doesn't have any fucking power and it's crazy Mm. because for one their like original power grid i guess was publicly owned but still super corrupt and i was listening to a podcast last night and i wish i had the term but it's essentially like disaster capitalism where people Mm. take advantage of like disastrous situations for profit so Mm. this privatized company came in and was like oh bet like your electrical system's trash like now we're gonna come and like make a profit off of it and so it's luma is a co-owned between the canadian and united u.s company but like they haven't been able to fix the power grids they've actually made like situations worse where people don't have power for an extended period of time and not only is it like people not having power but like within the podcast i learned about this woman who like somehow the electric helps her to like get fresh water because she lives like so far up in the mountains Mm. so like she this old lady has to like go to a stream every day to get her water. So So it's like, yeah. So it's like, it's not just like, do we have lights? Do we have internet? Do we have TV? But it's also like just basic human needs. And the fact that like companies and people would take advantage of that for capital is so wild to me. Evil. Yeah. Um, So I'm definitely leaving that on red. And um. This is a weird reply. It just came to me as I was like prepping this. But um, I'm replying to the resilience of our ancestors, whether that be our grandparents, our great grandparents. Um, We just recorded an episode and you guys will hear more about that. But it just made me think we talked about like the passing of trauma and it just made me think of how fucking resilient these people had to be to like get us here. Um, And yeah there's so much power in that and it's very very exciting and moving so hope that applies to all the fucked up shit that's going on in the world right now that people can find peace and resilience um it's so wild god okay i'm gonna get off of my soapbox in a second but i was talking to my friend and he was saying how he feels that a lot of humanity i might have said this before a lot of humanity is in suffering like finding humanity is within suffering and that is how like a lot of Mm. people unfortunately oddly maybe it's trauma bonding Mm -hmm. but like when you think of like people who don't have money it's like now we're there's so much like heart and soul and community yeah yeah yeah, exactly um Mm. and how people find joy even in their suffering or like they create like such great art music Mm -hmm. innovation is created in that suffering um so yeah i don't know where i was going with that but just made me think of that Mm -hmm. yeah it's a reality all right my least favorite segment fucking hotline and look and you got a hotline blinging god i have to fucking drag it out of myself but i put it in one of our group chats 
Esquire released an article. Um, oh, it was actually kind of an old article. I thought it was new. But anyways, it says, new mm, study information. <laughs> old information. <laughs> old news. <laughs> Literally from 2017. Yikes! <laughs> <laughs> Might need an update on this uh, research. Are these correct? <laughs> <laughs> but it said, it, they were talking about it on Clubhouse, and I put it in our group chat, and it says, New study reveals that one in five straight men watch gay porn. And we were talking about it in our group chat. Like, oh, why are you laughing? We were talking about it. In our- Glenn's eyes lit up. Oh, she was. She, Glenn was ignoring us today, even though typically she's all up in that group chat. I was um, for the first time in a while. Well, first time for everything. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we were just talking about that and how we would feel if our partners um watch, watch gay, gay porn. porn and i asked mine and he said no and i was like well maybe we could and he was like no thanks mm-hmm. <laughs> um but i don't think it would bother me i don't know it's just like a movie mm, not quite um <laughs> very different yeah, I I don't know if it would, bo- I don't know if the word is bother me, but I, I said this, that I, there question. would definitely need to be a conversation because to my understanding, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm no uh, scientist behind the way this works, but I imagine if you are aroused by that, there's some level or layer of that's interest. True. We also really Why? need to get, okay. I don't think just because it arouses you means that you want to act on it, right? Because I watch you fisting act videos, on it, and right? Like you don't want like, to be fisted. <laughs> no. no, no, no. I'm not saying you want to act on it, but I'm saying like what? So what is it about that that's arousing? Sometimes you don't know. So yes, yeah, something you don't know. just in here. I literally watch the wildest porn, and I don't want to do any of that. I don't want anyone to fist me. <laughs> yeah, but maybe a lot of women just like like abusive porn uh, yeah but i don't want anyone to put their boot on my head but yeah watch of course kind of, of course but like you're attracted to like the the power dynamics maybe and like the abuse i'm like okay, i don't want abuse. you're watching not that you want it you're attracted to it so i'm saying you're attracted. oh like it arouses me yes yeah but literally maybe. everything arouses me so what All does right. that mean well <laughs> that you're a fucking freak um <laughs> no so, we want damn this could be a what would you do but um i'll just tell y'all really quick i was i saw this thing on instagram this man was talking about how he was like with his partner and she wanted to use a dildo so she was he was using it on her and she started squirting and without thinking he pulls the dildo out and starts sucking on it <sighs> and i thought that was actually fucking hilarious just out of nowhere because he was, was like, oh, let me, let me taste you. But then, oh. next thing oh. you know, he's deep-throating a dick. That's different. Oh, but he wants to taste her, so he put it in a better context. Right. Would that oh, throw you off? It's one thing if you sucked it, but if you start gagging <laughs> on the dildo... <laughs> I think I think we need to have, like, a, um, a same-gender-loving man on our show. Because I don't think we've had many except for like our like some of our homies but i want to have someone that like studies this because we also were talking in the group chat 
about Dahmer and how Netflix removed the LGBTQ tag off of it. Mm. And in that same clubhouse room, it was mostly like queer people on the stage. Like there was a trans woman, there were gay guys, lesbians, et cetera. And um, they were talking about how Jeffrey Dahmer was not gay. And I thought it was pretty obvious that he was, but they were explaining that a, he he preyed on that community of so if you if you don't know the story, Jeffrey Dahmer is a deplorable serial killer that was murdering and eating um his victims, and they were mostly gay and queer people of color, men of color. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were saying that he's not gay because he basically preyed on that community because it was like peak AIDS and they were poor. So like people were just like you know, didn't want to get involved with them, whatever stigmas there were. Um, yeah, but he and, preyed on men prior to that. Like he, This is what they were he, saying. He always and, started, he started with men. Yeah, he started with men, but he started with poor men. Because No, the first guy he killed was like in his town who was hitchhiking. He was oh, like you watched I didn't the watch show? the whole series. I yeah. couldn't watch it. I only watched the second episode. Oh, but anyways, watch. that's what they were saying. And they were like, it's not it's not got the info. <laughs> they were like, it's not. <laughs> but also, let me finish. They were saying it's not that he was sexually attracted to them, even though he said he picked those people because he thought they were beautiful, etc. But they were like, it was more of a kink, not a yes. sexuality. Like he liked that their dead bodies. It was like necrophilia. Oh, and like, God. Yeah. Sick. He so anyways, I would something- love Sorry, I was going to say really quickly, he, ha- he had something called uh, sacrophilia, which like he enjoys uh, the shininess of organs and body parts. Oh, my God. And what? on the episode, his psychiatrist said that that's a common thing in men because the shininess and wetness is indicative of arousal that makes in sense. a woman. Because they men like... I mean, not to speak too much on my bedroom behavior, but you know when you're all greased up and oily? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you think that's what that has to do with? The oil on the booty? Is Who knows? It's like onion booty. Correlated. Well, anyways. Okay, that's enough of the hotline bling. Bye. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> all right. Um, <laughs> and now a word from our sponsors. What's up? This is Chels Pinky, and I want to give you the heads up on Cactus Plant Flea Market's latest collab with McDonald's. Cactus Plant Flea Market is the leading streetwear brand. Its drops are always highly coveted, and the brand is blessed by some of the biggest names in hip-hop culture. McDonald's is teaming up with the Cactus Plant Flea Market to launch the Cactus Plant Flea Market Box, a limited edition first of its kind collab. What's in the Cactus Plant Flea Market box, you ask? You can choose a Big Mac or 10-piece Chicken McNuggets with medium fries and medium drink. Plus, every box has an exclusive Cactus Plant Flea Market collectible. Plus, you can buy McDonald's slash Cactus Plant Flea Market merch at cpfmcdonalds.com. Order your Cactus Plant Flea Market box on the McDonald's app for your chance at drops you don't want to miss. The more you order through the app, the greater your chance to win exclusive McDonald's and Cactus Plant Flea Market merch. Sweepstakes ends October 30th, 2022 at 11.59 p.m. 
Refer to rules at mcdartistresidency.com for no purchase instructions. Purchase entry only available using MCD app must be opted into My McDonald's Rewards. Entry is limited to one time a day. The Cactus Plant Flea Market Box available at participating McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Have fun! Enjoy! Hey group chat, it's Sade and I am so excited that the summertime is in full swing and there's nothing better than a refreshing drink to cool down. Gold Peak Real Brew Tea is here to unleash your sense of try, to ignite new passions and rekindle old ones. So try a Gold Peak and then try something else because this taste is worth the try. So try Gold Peak and tell them that Black Girls Texting sent you. Enjoy your summer guys. And now we are back with more Black Girls Texting. My good sis, that's a Black girl doing shit. All right. This week, our Black girl doing shit is Flo and Gala. And Flo, I don't know, I think you should know this. As a friend of the show, we have a segment called Black Girl Doing Shit where we celebrate a Black woman killing it. So on that episode, that is you. So Flo is stepping into the group chat today. If you don't know, Flo is a photographer from Harlem, New York, whose love for creativity and image making has brought her name to the forefront of the photography and creative world. With co-signs from Gucci Mane and Cardi B, who gave her her first start, Ngala has gone on in just a few years to see success behind the lens and in front of it as well, whether that be on the Today Show, uh, having an MTV feature, or a Vogue profile. In 2022, Flo became the first Black woman Vogue commissioned to shoot for the Met Gala and received the Visual Arts Honor at the Culture Creators 2022 Annual Brunch, all while creating impactful campaigns for the likes of Nike, Netflix, and more. So welcome to the group chat, Flo. Welcome. Flo has entered the group chat. Yes. We love the accolades. So many accolades. Someone's got to do it. You know? (laughs) <laughs> so Thanks for having me though of course so cardi b um is featured on glorilla's new song tomorrow too have you heard it yet i have what do you think it's a bop right cardi is spitting reverse is fire reverse is fire can we all do it at this at the same oh okay so oh, right okay. left okay right left. i don't know if i can do that it's right Left. Wait, no, our right and left is going to be different. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Look at me trying to direct. All right. But you know, we tried. We it tried. Too much. But no, I, I, have heard, I have heard it. I was actually just, um, like, like right before I came on here, just on Instagram, I happened to see that ASAP Rocky brought her out at Rolling Loud. I don't know if y'all saw that, but that's cool. Oh, she, posted a, she posted a video, so she did her own set, and I guess she came back, but she's really... Like she did, she did the um, she did the Memphis Grizzlies like official um like basketball. Team. Oh yeah, I saw that. Oh wow, that's cute. And she's like, you know, she's you know she's doing it. So I'm very happy for her. And yeah, the Cardi thing was so cool. They shot that in Harlem. I was I know. I saw. I was like, come on, literally a little North and South combo. Right. And just like <laughs> running the streets, just the energy of the literally. videos, like a lot of a lot of fun. Working but I asked that, Square, right? Like, <laughs> On the train. All right, y'all. It's time for the group chat. chat, chat, chat. 
Um, but I asked that though, Flo, because we know that, as we mentioned in your bio, that Cardi was one of the first people to that you that you shot with, like a celebrity. Um, and just curious how that all came to be and what it's like working with, with Cardi B. Yeah, um, definitely like probably most asked question of my career, like <laughs> what is working with Cardi B like? Yes. Um, I, you know, um, I always say this, but it's really just like God's timing is the best time. And I feel like mm-hmm. it was really divine. Like she, you know, 2017, Bodai Gello came out. I had the opportunity to um, be have my work put in front of the executive that has been at the forefront of a lot of her career um, from the beginning when she was signed to Atlantic. And so it just sort of was very, you know, like I said, great timing. And I was able to shoot BTS for her videos and kind of really see what it looks like to be a global star Mm. um, from a very personal level. And um, yeah, I definitely don't take it for granted. I feel like the amount of uh, images that I've been able to create, just like being a fly on the wall or flow on the wall, like Mm -hmm. I would say, um, really is something I'm proud of. So yeah, she's super, um, I mean, she's just like, I mean, she's a regular person, obviously, but she's super just, it's just interesting, just interesting to watch like her as a human being, in addition Mm -hmm. to, you know, her like in front of the camera and like just what that switch on and off like can look like you know, very much a professional, very much um, a star. Yeah. In, in so many people's. Totally. In thinking about this, I was really reflecting on this idea of stardom and celebrity. Like, I think it's a catch-22 because I feel like sometimes there's this critique that Americans especially are like obsessed with fame and celebrities and everything that they do. But then some of these celebrities are like, like Cardi B are like stars. They have star power. They create work they're artists um I don't know I just wondered if you had any kind of thoughts on celebrity being that you work so closely with celebrities and photograph them um I mean it's a kind of like interesting question because mm-hmm. sort of like you know everyone kind of knows what it's like to be like a fan of something from like a young age whether it's like you know, like Peppa Pig, you know, <laughs> or like, you know, what I'm saying? You yes. know? Totally. or like, or like, you know, nowadays, like even like the TikTok celebrity, like that fascinates me. Just the fact that like celebrity is such a niche. It's so relative. It's so subjective. I used to um, kind of joke about how like if someone plays golf and is like a huge golfer, I have, I know nothing about golf. That person could be walking down the block and be you know, the biggest PGA tour person. And it's like, it's all relative. It's all subjective. Mm. So for me, I think one thing that's very interesting about the way that my relationship with celebrity has worked is I feel like a lot of the people that I've been able to shoot are sort of like iconic, like big, like kind of like staple celebrity people. And I think Mm -hmm. that that has really been, like you know, obviously Gucci Mane, like he wasn't just like a rapper. He was like a legend, you know, Cardi B wasn't just like, someone who came in the game she like made history like yeah. you know these people you know Simone Biles recently I got to shoot she's not just a gymnast she's like Simone Biles you An know icon. So, ex- exactly icon is a good word yeah so, like, my reverence and like my respect for that title um I think I definitely see the different levels of it and I think in my work um even this year I got the chance to shoot Venus Williams for um the Hollywood Reporter stuff like that is like you know it's like it's not just work it's like these are these are like these are these people that are like 
the ones, you know? So yeah. I don't know if I answered your question. No, but... you did. Thank you <laughs> yeah. for going there with me. It's a little obscure and you could Yeah, it yeah, it, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, and then it's like, what does it say about me or us? Like that we, you know, how do we how do we value these things? Like, are, exactly. am, I, am I screaming and crying at a show? Am I right. waiting outside of a, lo- a hotel lobby? Am I on set for three hours waiting for one person to show up? You know, like, yes. what does that mean? And what does it mean to us? And why? Yeah. Why does it why? mean to tears, right? Like, oh my God, when I first saw Kanye West in concert, I had a fucking breakdown. Like, I would have oh, had wow. to be removed. I was hyperventilating. It was crazy. He just, oh, like, wow. gave me the spirit. Wow. It was, like more, it was in part, I think, the fame and like seeing somebody like that in person. It, it's, yeah. It's yeah. And then yeah. it's like all that his music meant to me at the time, you know. That also that makes me reaction. think about <laughs> really to anyone? No. <laughs> have you guys? Have you- yeah, I have. Ooh. I'm a huge Jay Z fan. <laughs> I mean, that, now he, he's been saying some problematic shit, but. I literally left school. I was like maybe 12 and I called my dad like Jay-Z's doing a pop-up concert in the park. I need to leave school. And he was like, absolutely. It's Jay-Z. Like, <laughs> I think it's fucking That's Jay-Z. Really cool. <laughs> but it makes me think about, um, sorry, Glenn, if I'm derailing. No, you know, go. We'd be having episode plans and stuff, but <laughs> also just say it off the cuff. Like, in thinking about the importance of photography um, in a way that it almost, I mean, not almost the way that it is telling history. Like it's mm-hmm. a moment in time. Is that something that you think about when you think about when people go back and look at your work, like mm-hmm. the, that significance? It's it's kind of like impossible to really fully digest because it sort of would be like thinking in the future and you just don't know you know, like you don't actually know what that's going to look like and feel like as I've gotten even just like two years out of, you know, a video or three years or four years out of like, you know, certain videos and certain things I've done, I think that sort of started to give me a glimpse into what that legacy and what that archival experience will look like. Like um, the other day I was speaking on a panel and I said something like, you know, these fan pages that exist will be like happy one year anniversary to this video or happy two year anniversary mm-hmm. to this moment. And that has started to give me a glimpse mm-hmm. into like the historical significance of like the work. But honestly, when I'm in it, I, I'm, I'm not thinking about it like that. Honestly, I, I think I kind of downplay a little bit of it sometimes. And people have to remind me, like, make sure you're archiving your work properly. Make sure you're backing up your hard drives. You're shooting very historic musical moments or cultural moments and I think yeah that's what has helped me be like okay yeah like this isn't just like click click this is no part of history but in the moment you don't really think about it I think you're just working or it feels like I'm just working yeah yeah talk to us more about what you're thinking about like as you're shooting particularly in portraiture because I know that's a form of photography you really love yeah I mean I started off like my first real, you know, love for photo came from doing street portrait, street photography, and then like self portraits. So I feel like this connection with like eye contact has always fascinated me, and like the stories that eyes tell, the the things that you can feel in images. Like I remember, and I always say, like the first image that made me emotional was a Gordon Parks image that um and Gordon Parks is like a legendary photographer um and is is uh just very impactful to a lot of young photographers and photographers you know overall but specifically at the time I was like maybe like 22 or something I was interning 
um, 21, 22, I was interning at a library and um, just like the ability to be moved by like, like a, a, a face, a moment, mm-hmm. a portrait, you know, a, a proper portrait. Um, and I don't say proper in a, like, I don't know. I don't even know why I said that, but like, there's something about like capturing someone the right way. I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, mm-hmm. and I think that is, um, that is kind of why I love portraiture. It's this ability to see someone for like how I, how I really feel like they need to be captured. Mm-hmm. And that's really where I started from. I think seeing myself, like, you know, I didn't get the chance to like work with people or be commissioned. I had to just like use my own resources, my family, my friends. Like I remember kind of like street casting people here and there, like old, older photos of mine are like, individuals I would meet you know and ask to shoot so I just like the idea of capturing someone's essence capturing someone the way that I think that they best should be captured and to me portraits are just really amazing ways to honor someone's spirit yeah I was just gonna say that do you think there's something spiritual yeah absolutely absolutely yeah because I feel like one photographer could take this like several photographers could take the same photo of a person and mm-hmm. the emotion that a viewer would get from it would be totally different depending on yeah. who was holding the camera. And that's the beauty of it, right? It's like perspective is everything. I think if all four of us were given a camera to take a photo, you know, in the same room, we would all take different images and it's based off mm-hmm. who we are and how we see the world. You know, we're all women of color, you know, but we have different experiences. We're from different places and that dictates how we see things that dictates like how we believe things should be seen. Even the editing process is really fascinating because that translation from the camera to like how you think it should appear, you know, how you crop it. Is it black and white? Do you want to saturate it? Do you want to, you know, zoom in? Like even that says a lot about perspective and like how you believe things should be displayed and, and seen. So yeah, photog- I mean, photography is so fascinating in so many ways. Like you said, like psychologically, I mean, spiritually, psychologically, historically, and speaking of perspective I feel like growing up in Harlem and being a New Yorker probably just has a lot of influence on your work and how you see the world mm-hmm. um I don't know if you have any reflections on that especially with your beginnings in street photography about the things that inspire you the pulse of the city what that like, gets you going yeah for sure I I've been thinking about this a lot um and just exploring, like, I'm going through, like, a really intense reckoning of, like, myself and, like, healing and, like, life shit right now. Can I curse on you? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, and one thing that I'm always reflecting on, but I think I've been able to reflect on even more powerfully now, like, in this kind of stage of my life that I'm in than before is just how, you know, being African in a black community, being black in a white community, being African in a white community, being black. I mean, like it, there's so many, you know, being yep. a photographer, being a figure skater, being, you know, all of those identities um, and that melting pot of um, my, my, myself, that melting pot of America, that melting pot of Harlem um, within the black experience is a big part of what is inspired, like how I see the world. And I think, um Harlem you know things are changing here and I really I'm like calling on myself to even just be you know continue to do the work I'm doing and find ways to empower my own community and the community that I feel 
shape me, but it's not what it used to be. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that is um, kind of like what it's like with a lot of parts of New York. Things are changing yep. communities, right? But when you think about your childhood, when you think about like the people who would check on you, see you grow up, like always see you on, around or like your friends, um, your local leaders, like the church you went to, the after school you went to, things like that. Those kind of repeated impressions and those interactions over time, I think, really shape a person. Totally. I'm, I'm very happy to say that, like, um, for me in Harlem, especially because I was raised like on Lenox Ave, like my parents had a store. And so we, I was like a black kid. I was outside playing double dutch. I was like at the park, like. Um, I think that really exposed me to lots of different kinds of personalities, like the, the hood niggas, you know, the <laughs> entrepreneurs, like the, you know, Sylvia's restaurant was right across the street. Yes. Even, um, you know, just that, like that cultural immersion. I can't remember every single experience, but like, there's no way I got like this without being a com- combination, real culmination of all of those things. So, oh, yeah. I love that so much. Yeah. The hood niggas who are entrepreneurs now. Right. <laughs> All time. Nah, because um, they do be. <laughs> no, this is a total aside, but I was talking to my sister about something like, oh, can you give me some advice on like how to make some moves in my new job? And she was like, you only answer what you're asked. She said, you never dated a drug dealer. And I was like, no, did you? Girl, your That's sister said that? That's actually like great advice too. <laughs> Wait, say it again in case we missed it. Basically, she was like, you only need to divulge what you're asked. Like, yeah. you don't need to give away too, any too additional information. I love but that. She, but she was like, you never dated a drug dealer? Like, that's like one on one. And I was like, no, I, I, I have not. Actually, <laughs> I, I, I have. Put me on to none of that. Yeah. The only, honestly, I, I only had one boyfriend, and it was a hood nigga. And I feel like <laughs> I remember the first time I saw a gun. Oh. And I remember. Like, I shouldn't start there. Sorry, that sounds so much darker than the relationship. Yeah, I, was like, yeah, I was like, oh, you was really like with her. Nigga oh, really? Sorry, yeah. sorry. Let me, <laughs> don't put that in the thing. Sorry, I just, I was, I was going off your tangent and just being like, you know, it's funny because like the one song experience I had, he was like an African hood nigga, which is another niche of right. hood nigga. Right. Right. <laughs> like, but yeah, like it's sort of like funny for girls like us because it's like, I'm hood, but like, I'm not doing that with y'all but I'm hood you know what I'm saying like don't test me but like I can you know it's like it's like the the double consciousness oh yeah not I don't like to double consciousness double consciousness someone told me don't use coats like someone I photographed once an amazing um like senior citizen who was like uh working at double day and ad age like in the 60s I shot Mm. her for Harper's Bazaar and she was like it's not code switching it's double consciousness and I love that but like there's a gift and there's levels to this stuff but even like you know to your point though Shade um the hood niggas are entrepreneurs they have that like they know they have that mindset they have a they different have- type of double consciousness maybe I don't know but you, <laughs> I was gonna get into that though because you went to Horace Mann right yes so Kelsey oh. and Sade also the reaction the local, local yeah. life the yeah. boarding school life the I went to boarding life. school <laughs> So that's, a, I mean, what was that like for you, Flo? Girl, you got to be more specific. That, that's a better <laughs> Well, I, mean, I, I don't know like, anything I'll, about hold that on, world. I'll, I'll jump in. Are you okay? No. Right. <laughs> Man, I wish I had the, um, they sent, they sent the alumni, uh, 
like the donor thing this year, I got a full page in there. And I'm like, this is exactly what the fuck that financial aid was about. It was about people looking there and seeing a girl with locks. They were full locks, but still, they gave me an assembly earlier this year. And it's like, damn, like I'm literally in this, you know, actually in that, um, in my, in that bio slide on mm-hmm. the PDF, the top right picture is from that presentation at like, at Horseman. And so um, for me, it was honestly, it wasn't easy. Mm-hmm. I gave up a little bit through. I experienced the loss of a parent my first year in. It shifted the whole experience in ways mm-hmm. I think that I'm, again, because I'm like really doing this healing work right now, mm-hmm. I'm really able to look at my life and be like, that's why that was so hard, you know? Mm-hmm. I graduated Horseman with a 2.8 GPA. I wanted to go to Wesleyan so bad. I cried in my Latin class, but I didn't get in. But it's like, just because you apply UD doesn't mean that they're going to accept you with the 2.8 GPA. Yeah, yeah. But I tried it, you know, but everything happens for a reason. I went to city college after that. I had a lot of like this imposter syndrome because everyone was at MIT and Stanford mm. and Penn. Mm. And I was like, you know, not that I don't deserve it, but I just know that I might be a little smarter than some of these, some of these kids. And I just, <laughs> It's like the politics of it, I think, were very interesting, but I'm very grateful for the experience. One, because it exposed me to photography, the Mm. endowment and the, you know, the financial opportunities that a private school has. And, you know, you guys know, like, just the exposure to that is just something that my parents or our parents just knew you couldn't get at, you know, a local level. So my parents pushed me. Um, I did this program called Prep for Prep which is what got mm-hmm. me into Horace Man, And I feel like they just saw, you know, the opportunity for education and empowerment. And I really feel like that's a huge part of why I've been able to even navigate a career because I'm able to articulate myself. I can communicate well. I know how to, you know, stand up for myself. I'm not intimidated by, you know, my complexion, my, uh, who I like, you know, the things that I feel like people still kind of have to work through. I had to deal with that. Like, when I was yeah. a teenager. so it, yeah. it there's a kind of entitlement I have to spaces there's a swag that you walk in with that some people may not get you know right. whether it's Harlem or Horace Man, but it's sort of like it makes you who you are which is unique so I'm I'm grateful for it but it definitely came with some of its ups and downs but I wouldn't change my experience for the world so yeah I don't know how open you're feeling today if you're not feeling super open then we can you know, I'm feeling open. It's a Monday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe it was Thursday. Be like, no, bitch. Right. I'd be like, <laughs> but I feel like people look to you and they're like, oh my god, from Lowengala, like so accomplished. She, you know, was at the Met Gala. She photographed Cardi B. And you and I have had these conversations, like one on one, where you're like, yo, I'm having this reckoning. I'm like, mm-hmm. so much is changing. I'm like figuring so much out about myself. And people would expect, like her life must be amazing and perfect and she must have it all together so like how are you navigating that can I interject really quick before we start just to double down on this I told a friend of mine that I was in that we were interviewing you today uh, another photographer and he's like her work is amazing and also she's such a young hottie like she looks good in outfits (laughs) she she could wear a fit she just looks like she has it all together just a bad bitch moving up through the world so just to add to that perceptive perception that kind of Shadi was getting that. Thank you for thank you for sharing that. Shout out to your friend <laughs> for, for, for telling you that. Um, I mean, I'll I'll say this: I, imposter syndrome is a bitch. It really is, mm. and it's just you know you kind of have to just like 
allow yourself to like go through it and unpack you know what it is that's keeping you from realizing like you that you are who you already think you are or that people like people literally see me different than I see myself sometimes I'll google my like I'll google myself and it's become like this kind of like weird like it's like an auto habit. I almost just need to know like, oh, did this article come out? Like, you know, like sometimes when I actually shoot things, I like to try and see like if it went live and I'll just kind of like look it up, like look up my name to see if, you know, I've been credited or things went up. But it's just really like a double life, I think for me. And I've been saying that since I was in college because um, my career started when I was like a junior in college. That's when I was in the, like I was in a video that led to the Cardi and the Gucci and the Atlantic work. And I, I've talked about that in like lots of interviews and stuff, but then like, even then I felt like people were like, Whoa, like, you know, you, you know, you were in Senegal, you know, for Thanksgiving break, but like shooting this like fashion, like, you know, like, like fashion, um, I was shooting this like fashion campaign thing. That was like my first like international trip for work. You know, people would be like, Oh, you Gucci man. Like people were kind of like, like, tell me about the things that they were seeing on social media and yeah and of course but I feel like I've always kind of like had this like disassociation with like what it looks like versus what it is and I think that's actually a great thing because it kind of keeps me real I feel like Mm. people um appreciate that about me but it can definitely be like I said with the imposter syndrome comment it can definitely be kind of sad I think sometimes I I feel like I'll look back at these years of my life and kind of like regret not, you know, really walking in that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know. I feel like I know that I have the potential to really, you know, be that hottie, be that person. I think that's what this reckoning is going to like produce or like that's what, you know, me, my frustration will, you know, it has to start from the inside, not the outside. But I think at the same time, when you're in the entertainment industry, which is so you know secular and materialistic, yes. you can you can be really um, distracted and caught up with thinking that you know just because it it looks like what it is that that's what it is, and it's just not like mm. nothing's ever what it seems. So, you know, I can't help but be so like talkative almost like overshare like that's who I am I think even in my work that's what comes through like that realness Mm. like I actually don't really like to sugarcoat things even getting on this I was like shopping on makeup and I was like no because like this is how I feel right now I actually Mm -hmm. feel this like this raw you feel this stunning (laughs) thank you (laughs) but um yeah I, I I got a little lost in the question but yeah, honestly, it's, it's a little bit of a struggle, but I believe I'm going to find my happy place with like what I know I am and what it looks like I am. Like, like you know, I sent you guys this, what, 15, 20 page deck or whatever. And it's like, I still feel like there's inner work to be done. There's shit I don't understand. Like, I'm yeah. very anxious. I'm very pressured with a lot of things. And it's like, yeah, nothing's ever what it really seems. So it's just important, I think, for people to talk about that and be honest about that. So people and know people aren't perfect. We appreciate that rawness because I feel like a lot of our listeners, like not to gas us, but they really listen to the show in like an aspirational way. And that's amazing, right? But at the same time, like we definitely want people to understand that there's 
there's always that inner turmoil. There's always a lot that you're like navigating and working through. And yeah, you being super raw and honest, I know someone will listen and be like, damn, okay. Yeah. Like, I can do this. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That damn is, it's so, yeah. People will respond to my stories and be like, are you okay? And I'll be like, do you really want me to answer that? <laughs> like, no. <laughs> be life in and you're alive. You're a human being. And life I, be and life in. To your point, Shade, like, you know, we gave you the Black Girl Doing Shit title at the top of the show. It's not only for all that you have accomplished, but it's just for who you are. Like, we yeah. have all the, we're all Black girls doing shit in our own way. If we're just getting up and trying yeah yeah um kind of back into that bad bitchery or just sort of like how (laughs) your 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 moment um because I know you just shaved your head recently did you know I was gonna go there oh my god I look so (laughs) good I love it so much it's gorgeous and you this your first time I'm looking peasy already my mom keeps being like brush your hair you need to train the pattern and I'm like yeah yeah and then I'm like oh wait I see well maybe peasy is a look is it a look? It can be. Nobody said nothing. I was trying to find something to say. <laughs> wait, it can be a look. But if you wait, would you would you date a guy with peasy hair? Let's you know. Yes. Okay. <laughs> look at that. <laughs> I'm like, I have nothing she, to say. I, my, man, my man is bald, so I have nothing to say about <laughs> hair. Especially if his face was like. Perfect. I have dated men with all kinds of interesting <laughs> hairstyles. So, yeah. It's ironic because I, I grew up in a hair braiding salon, so you would think I would know better, but part of me cutting it off was just being frustrated with my, like, I just, I I got frustrated with, like, just maintaining all that shit. I was like, this is too much. And I then that short hair coming to keep fucking growing, and you're like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> have any of you ever shaved your head? Never. Not shaved, oh. but I went pretty short. Someone told me that every woman should do it. I think like so. Like shave bald down. But like not everyone crazy. has the head for it. Yeah, you but never how know do you what know you're going to get. You don't, you don't know. Try. Right. And then you might try and look like a crazy person. And then you just get your little wig. <laughs> Good. I tried I'm the one of those. I'm excited to do wigs more though. I'm not going to lie. I feel like that's going to be really fun. Because they'll they'll lay better, obviously. Since oh, yeah. You know? But then also it'll be fun to just like, just like explore that which I kind of have done a little bit before but with no hair versus having like corners underneath it should just be a it's gonna lay different yeah much flatter the lace will be flatter um did you did you shave it yourself or did you go to a salon oh you did yourself I literally cut it in the bathroom and I did it too low so then I was like fuck I have to like shave it shorter so I was like bald hiding (laughs) in my house for a week Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Literally, it was like my skin. Like it was like like I had to just go down and just do, you know, the whole thing and then I had to hide out for like a week and a half. Or like, you just fuzz. You were just like, you know what? Fuck this hair and you just started like I took out my I had cornrows cuz I I thought I was going to go into the summer with blonde braids. Like I had had blonde braids. Mm-hmm. Like even when I came to y'all's thing like I had the corn like blonde cornrows. And I really liked that. But I think I took out my hair and I just feel like, well, one, also my edges were starting to get affected because I wasn't maintaining like, just like the greasing up, like the basic stuff, you know, and I hate to say that, but like, I just was like too lazy or like traveling mm-hmm. or made excuses, you know, but honestly, I never really like 
and like I said, I never really enjoyed like the maintenance process of, of all of it. Um, so I just kind of also started to see that my edges were being affected. So that was a big part of it. Cause I was like, dang, like, I don't want to lose my edges. And then I also just felt like, um, just emotionally, just like where I was at, like with life and stuff, like it was feeling like I needed to do something that was that, you know, cathartic or cleansing. Yeah. Cleansing. Yeah. So it was, I it believe was, it. Yeah. yeah. Oof. But it, it grows, it does grow fast though. I was thinking if I should get it, like when it was low, like I went to, um, I went to Black Fashion, um, the Black Fashion Fair event at Brooklyn Museum, and it was oh like yeah, the, it was the first time a lot of people had seen me, or a lot of my peers had seen me. Oh, I saw it. you that night actually, and I was like, oh yeah. shit, yeah. And it was like really nice to like see the reactions, but I realized that even it being like low versus like even this feels like more hair than like yeah, you know, it's like even the little stuff. So I'm debating if I should cut it or if I should let it. Go like just let it grow a bit more so I could just start breathing it again or if I should if I want to do locks I think I might go into getting like dreadlocks or locking my hair um so it should be interesting but I I, I like I like being received for like you know people see my face I've gotten a lot of really great compliments on like yes my cheekbones yeah lucky you it works <laughs> it's working <laughs> you don't know if you don't try so are you trying to tell us something about the shape of your head no, I have I have like a little dip back here. I don't think it will work for me. Um, but I'm I'm also curious because I went back home and my mom and I we were talking about like family and like my dad and she was showing me all these like pictures in her photo album and I was like, damn, I don't even keep a photo album. Do you print photos and like keep them in an album? I do not. No, I don't. I barely, yeah, I, honestly, I barely really print my work. And it's it's kind of crazy because people also will like ask like to like buy it and stuff. And I'll just be like, I don't really like do that, you know? And it's kind of like very millennial with me. I'm not going to lie. It's very like, oh, it's on Instagram. The world's seen it. It's fine. You know, I'm like, no, like that's just not how it works. Like I never, I never even got like business cards made. Can you imagine? Like I just kind of like <laughs> went off of like, well, like we have a, a whole thing about business cards business in the group card. chat. It's a whole uh, thing. Okay. Like, oh. Really? <laughs> we got them. We go to events and never have them. <laughs> now there's like a whole little like QR code you someone can scan. scan. Okay. Yeah, yeah, now we're getting like down the millennial fucking rabbit hole. But I, but I do. It's interesting. There's that you something don't about the physicality so. though of like you know to go back to your question of like like a print photo. I think right. when I have, I feel like when I have seen my work like printed even like if it's um like I did this thing with Falaka earlier this year which was really cool they um honored like three black photographers for black history month um on this like soul list and they spelled it s-o-l-e printed my workout in these huge like all of our work in this these huge prints there's something about like the size and like being able to like touch it and see it that's really different and just like looking at it on a computer screen so I, I i would encourage myself or you even asking that you know just reminds me that i want to print my work for my workout more but i don't do it enough and have a show yeah yeah one day one day, one day. i do a show gives me anxiety is that bad i'm like <laughs> i'm like oh my god that means planning i'm like oh yes. gotta get you an assistant right yeah. exactly exactly yeah. we should all have some just like polaroids printed photos that we keep like the way your parents show you like old photo albums like this is so and so because 
we got to do that with our kids. Like I, I would love for them to have like physical photos and be like, this is, this is Miss Flo. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know? There's something different about like flipping through an album than like yeah. clicking through something and like the wear on the photo. If you wrote a little note on the back of it, you label yes. the day it was taken. It like adds something, you know? I, I do have some, I do have a stack of Polaroids. I have a, a good amount of Polaroids from just like when I travel, I like, I do like to bring my Polaroid camera, like little Instax. So mm-hmm. I definitely agree with you on like, but you know, even that, that, that technically counts. I think that's so. a, that counts. That counts. So that, yeah. <laughs> um, going into, cause you mentioned that you were a part of the, um, that Foot Locker activation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was thinking about these like ideas of, I don't want to frame this. Like when companies do things for like Black History Month, basically I'm trying to get to the fact that you were the first Black woman to shoot for the Met Gala. And uh, I, I was, I couldn't get there. She's a writer. She had to make it a whole fucking thing. I was really trying to get there. I just I love it though. She was like, question. basically I'm trying to get to the Met Gala. <laughs> <laughs> so we're at the, we're, now we have arrived there. First Black woman <laughs> to shoot the Met Gala. How which is shocking to to me right and that's also what I wanted to get at too right and this idea of like the firsts and the complications behind that like what an amazing incredible opportunity to have shot the Met Gala and to go into that space but then also there's something to to be said of like about being the first one like you have it in your bio on Instagram but then it's like damn I'm the first one yeah and also lucky them for having you there right Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's like it's funny because since since um since may like i think i have only done like a handful of like interviews or panels um and even like like this question that's come up like it's funny to hear people you know of course be like dang you're the first in a way that's like like dang vogue but then also you know one way i've responded is being like you know i choose not to look at like it from that perspective like yes right. like that's something that you know anyone could say and I feel like even when it first happened like someone left like kind of crazy comment or like tweeted something that was like just like you know just like you know there's like haters on the internet and it, yeah. it was like a response to like the Vogue tweet or whatever and I was just like yes like it was the first person to do that that looked like that but like why would you sit here and and not celebrate that person and instead choose to like look at the negativity. I mean, it's totally. important to look at the history of it, but mm-hmm. for me, um, I mean, yeah, it was a, it was a huge opportunity. It was probably like the biggest, uh, you know, career high for me, um, ever. And, um, it came like, I literally remember, like I got the email from the editor. I was like, I was on set. Um, I was on, uh, on day two of a set, um, I was in Harlem. I was actually getting my makeup done because I was like gonna get my photo taken um, after. Like I was the last person to be photographed on this like project I was doing. All that to say, I just was like, okay, guys, like I got, I got, I got to share something. Like I just like shared it with the room, and um, I mean, I don't know. I guess I'm kind of speechless. I don't even know like really where to start, but it's it's just to be able to have the respect I think of like a institution or a platform like Vogue um I've said this you know when I was when I've been interviewed as well about it like you know I learned that even to be approved to like shoot it like Anna Wintour had to actually like vet the you know 
people wow. that were going to be there, obviously. But I That's remember being like, crazy. like, wait, like, she, you know, and even like seeing her there, like, 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 you know, in person and like all the celebrities, like for me, it was really Hillary Clinton for me. I'm not going to lie. Like that really? was really, like, yeah, yeah. But it, it was, I don't know, maybe it was like, it's like the president thing. It was Hillary Clinton for me. It was, um, who else was it for me? It was like the Jared Leto, um, Alessandro, G-Double moment. That, yes. That out. And when I, when I saw them, they were talking to Billie Eilish. Like it was, it was like the Billie, it was a Billie Eilish, Kendall Jenner, Hailey Bieber bathroom moment that I got. Like there was, there's certain moments that really like, you know, come to mind first and foremost, but overall, I mean, like I said, to be like vetted for something like that is crazy. And I really, um, yeah, I just, I'm really blessed to have had the opportunity and I feel like, uh, I hope that it, it, it serves as like a, I don't know, a source of inspiration for others of just like, you know, if you say you can do something, if you want to do something, you know, you need to go ahead and go after that. Like I kind of manifested that. And even when I posted the Met Gala post that I put a screenshot in 2016 of me DMing like this guy from BFA and being like, hi, my name is Flo and Gala. I know you don't know me from anything, but I really want to shoot the Met Gala for BFA. Look at that. Like literally. In 2016, wow. like, no. <laughs> then, yeah, <laughs> and then you true. shot it for Vogue, like, wild. And I do hear you totally on what you were saying before, like, about that first idea. Like, when I wrote it, even the question down, it's like, it. in some ways it feels undermining because it's just yeah. it's beautiful. Like, it's incredible. And it's also, like, you got to shoot it. Oh, that part, too. Like, you were there. Like, it your you. work, it was you right. yeah. that was there. Like, that's amazing. I, I don't want to... I don't want to be this person, but like literally when you talk about getting that email, like your face like lit up and <laughs> and, and I lit up too. Cause like we've had those moments yes. and I feel like it's those moments that like we really have to cherish, right? When you're just like, holy shit. And like, as they just keep coming and keep coming in the, the point you made about like sending the DM and then like it all coming full circle. Like, I feel like those are the moments that we have to cherish. Cause it's just like, I don't know. I don't yeah. have words for it. No, I, I love that you said that because there is a there is a thing there is this, like sensation of you know like the notification coming in and it's like you know black girls texting x whatever or like you know whatever like whatever the subject yeah 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 like, yes. you know there's like a thing that comes with that yeah like for sure so I mean it's it's it's, it's kind of fun like it's kind of fun we're really blessed to be in a space where our like opinions and our voices and like our style and like sisterhood like matters and can be monetized but like it's not for that like you guys are authentically being yourselves like I'm just like observing things but to be seen for like the value in it by you know respected platforms is definitely something that's not to be taken lightly and like like you said Glenn that's why I can't like you know take that negative route because it's just sort of like we want me to do sit here and complain about being the the first like you know it's someone had to be the first so I'm grateful for it you know exactly yeah yeah oh girl you're super inspiring the whole journey I was I don't want to ask a sort of cliche question but out of curiosity genuinely what does your self-care practice look like uh that's what I'm working on yeah right now I, can you What's it look like in this moment honestly um first thing I want to say is prayer but I feel like that's not like the real answer that's like what I want it to be but that's not like what's actually happening the first thing my self-care practice looks like now um honestly it's been drinking more water really Mm -hmm. like I genuinely like 
did not like water. <laughs> Honest. Like, the girls like, don't be liking like, water. I would kind of like brag about it, like as like a like I was like, you know, but I I was like a tropical fantasy. You know, remember those? Yeah. yeah. Oh, like, yeah. she said she's from the street. I love myself ever. I was. I was. Twitter waters. Man. You know, you know what I mean? So that's that's what I'm saying. It's like it's like a little a little hood, a little horse man. But <laughs> um that's 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 the title of your memoir. <laughs> but um I feel like I just kind of kept going. Like I just kept going, like I eat whatever, I do whatever, like you know, I wouldn't gain that much weight, I wouldn't like I didn't feel that tired, like I would you know, flight, sleep. But, you know, I, I genuinely don't think I really, like, I would hear the self-care word. I remember even in, like, 2020 or during the pandemic, Glossier had asked me about sharing about my self-care routine. And I remember being like, fuck, like, like, what, like, what does that look like? And I, like, looked at the things. It's like, like tropical I, fantasy, <laughs> <laughs> I looked at the things that were in my, no, no, the tropical fantasy was, like, childhood, though. Just so you know. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I haven't touched one of those in, like. <laughs> A decade or more. So just so you know, but the, the roots, the roots of my self care, right, were right, tropical fantasy. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I remember just even being like, "Fuck!" Like, Glossy wants me to talk about my self care. Like, and I literally remember looking at other people's like articles and like their, you know, bathroom shelves or like you know all of yeah. the mm-hmm. and stuff the and, feel, and yeah, and feeling like I was supposed to like like have, have that, a ten step skincare routine or some shit. I just wasn't there yet. And I think that like, I'm now at a place where I'm realizing through just kind of being a little stubborn and kind of ignoring my self-care for like the, the you know, for the most part of like my career and like my twenties that, you know, stuff catches up. Like I'm tired. I have like lower back pain sometimes. I'm like, I'm 27. Like, what the fuck? Like, this is, this is. You're 27? Yeah. I'm 27. I know. Girl. But it, but it's like, it's like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing though a little bit of like, you know, I have cavities, like, you know, regular human being shit, but it's like, you really oh, have to I take, you. you have to take care of yourself. No, for real. And it's like, when you, when you're, you're on one set, body. when you're on sets and it's like, there's free Henny, there's free, there's free Don Julio, there's, oh, like, I remember I did BTS for this video. It was the weekend, Nas and Belly. And the weekend has like vodka on his writer, like Grey Goose. And mm-hmm. he didn't take the Grey Goose like when he left the trailer and like I literally remember like taking it back to like whatever air like the place I was staying at and like being like okay yeah I can drink like you know turn out but why would like a whole bottle of vodka I'm I'm like (laughs) girl you know so even stuff like that just like partying like lifestyle shit like for real I just didn't think about it you know even recently I'm trying to stop or I've, I've decided to quit smoking because I'm like I can't like I can't keep up with my body my body's showing me like it's showing me signs of all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So when's your birthday? I'm a Gemini. Good, exactly. Because no, you know that's, no, that's what she wanted say, to you, know. No, <laughs> right, just, just turned 27. I want to know when she's having her solar return. Actually, wait, is your solar <laughs> return? Is your solar return like your golden birthday? No, girl. That's no. when she start getting crazy at the age that you at. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The Saturn return. Saturn return. Girl, when I was going yes. through like. 
I, I learned that word for the first time about like two months ago. And I was like, this is a thing. And I literally yeah. looked it up. But yeah, I think that is what I'm going through. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, it's like 27 to 27 29. stuff starts getting real crazy. But you know what? I met T.D. Jakes on my birthday. Like, if that's, if that's not confirmation. I was, I was working on my birthday and T.D. Jakes officiated a wedding I was shooting. And I, I have the selfie and everything. Like, oh, that's crazy. If, if that's not a sign that like, you know. Things are going to get better. Was it a celebrity wedding? It was. It was. It was the. Um. It was Shawnee and Keon. Shawnee Henderson, who Shawnee was on the on basketball on Basketball Wives. Oh. She used to be Shaquille. Shawnee O'Neal. Shawnee O'Neal. Well, not anymore. Right. Right. Formerly Shawnee O'Neal. Formerly. Formerly known as. Yes. But yeah, it was. It was late. Ilana Adams was there. The Isley Brothers performed. Like that should. That's insane. Wait. Wait. What? Who does she get married to? His name is Keon Henderson. He's a pastor. Okay. Mad so like she has her own money. But she does. I, I was going to say she got bread too, but I'm just thinking mm. like. No, I was just curious of... when she married. <laughs> yeah. She, wow. It was beautiful. Her kids. I mean, she has like a whole space jam squad of like. I was say beautiful. all of them kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was, it was fly. But anyway, yeah, my birthday is May 28th. I'm a Gemini and I'm working on my self-care routine. <laughs> love it <laughs> <laughs> I need everyone to hi hi my name is Flo hi Flo hi Flo I love so much oh my gosh well listen I love the honesty I love the transparency and I'm yeah, yeah, all getting better every day I don't know Glenn if you had any other questions no 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 I was going to take this out time. yeah take yeah. us out Take and I'm out. so excited for your journey and like what else is up like next so much more to for you. Yeah. If there's anything we should look out for, uh, yes. tell our followers where to follow you. Um, well, wait, sorry. Was that a question? Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is there anything we should look out for and tell our followers where to follow you? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm just like really about to just pivot and just kind of, start to actually share more of like who I am like how I think I think a lot of people know me as a photographer but I'm really like interested in strategy I'm really interested in creative direction I'm really interested mm. in um like honestly I'm like a huge self-help buff and I think um like starting a YouTube doing a podcast like um talking more about fashion and like I really love clothes I love thrifting like all of those kinds of other things that I think I you know haven't actually found a way to put out because I felt like okay let me share the photography photography Mm -hmm. I think people can look forward to um, me just kind of like using my voice a bit more and using my platform to um, really like be myself and Mm -hmm. that's partly why um, like my website is even locked right now because I'm trying to find a way to sort of like not archive, but just kind of like properly package, like what the past five years of my life feels like it has been um, in a more holistic way. That's not just like a portfolio, but I want people to go on my site and see like, you know, what I've done with like, you know, my figure skating in Harlem um, community, um, which matters to me. Like uh, I want people to see like, you know, more of like my thoughts. Like I want to start writing more and putting like, you know, finding a way to maybe not blog necessarily but maybe blog or like just write like I have a lot of thoughts that I think just stay in my head so people can look forward to just hearing a bit more about like what I love to do and who I am outside of photography um and my Instagram and website are flow and gala 
F-L-O-N-G-A-L-A. Thank you so much, Flo. Yes. I love that. That could be an episode title. Oh. <laughs> wait, what did, wait, what did you say? I missed it. Episode of what's the title? The it? evolution of flow. Flow. Ooh. <laughs> Breaking title. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> We're gonna workshop it. Um, <laughs> well, you. thank you so much for joining us, stepping into the group chat, and we're excited to see all that's to come, girl. Thank yes. you, thank you, y'all. Thank you for the space. I mean, it's, it's honestly, I'm. I feel like I'm talking to people I'm friends with, so it's very comfortable to even just be that candid um but yeah I'm also very excited to and pray for me wish me luck of course you got (laughs) got you so this week on what would you do we have Mm -hmm. a video I'll play the video so we don't have to explain it and it's kind of short so listen up your bridesmaids plan her wedding the same week as yours I'm kind of in shock right now because I just got a group text from one of my bridesmaids who very recently got engaged that she is likely dropping out of my wedding (gasps) because she's having her wedding the same week as mine. I'm pretty (laughs) upset. I'm very upset. But I wonder how other folks would feel and what other folks would do. So that's the what would you do? Her friend who was recently engaged, her she obviously was engaged first because her wedding is already planned, already has a date, mm-hmm. has dropped out of her wedding party, and has said that her wedding is most likely going to be the same weekend as the friend's wedding. What would you do? That's not your friend. That's an evil, nasty person. <laughs> and it ain't nothing to cut that bitch off. It ain't none that cut that bitch off. But what would I you mean, do? Opera. Evil, nasty. evil nasty? Yes, girl. What if she evil got like a, a, de- a deal on the venue? I'm just trying to understand why well, she you must get not, the you, same weekend. Maybe you don't want a deal on our friendship because that's fucked the up. The fact that she's dropped, the, where she lost, like where my mouth dropped was she's dropping out of my wedding to have her wedding. It just, it's just. Well, yeah, she can't be a bridesmaid and a bride on the same day. Why would you, yeah, uh, why funny. would you want to do That's that? Why would you even want to do that? That's right. weird. She's nasty bitch. You think she's trying I to mean, be competitive? I, I just don't get it. And they must have friend overlap. So now people are exactly. going to have to choose. That's Ooh, I don't like her. Um, I would jump her, you, to be honest. If you can't. Okay, no, black girls texting does not condone violence. Um, That's just weird. If you care to rectify this relationship, which my personal advice and seemingly Chelsea's aligned is no. But if you do, then maybe ask her what's up with that. But that just don't make no sense to me. I'm just like... Maybe someone's dying. That's what I'm wondering. I'm like, are there other things going on here like but again, that would mean that would need venue? to be the wedding is like asap are no you about the- to have a baby does she maybe she's about to give birth soon and she's trying to get married first like i'm just confused you know? but then if mine is saturday like yours gotta be sunday sis right but but and weddings these days are three days maybe she's not too maybe she's shotgun why would she want to share that time with you why would she want to do that like what i would want my wedding is gonna be like ain't no weddings the month before or the month after if i can you know i don't know that's extreme 
even though Pick that was a month. Thing, that was a thing during COVID. Let me tell you, the white girls were cutting up. Okay, because you know these oh, white really? girls, they, they be friends, but they don't really be friends. And so one girl, her wedding was already scheduled, and then she, another girl, had hers like a week prior, and the bride was flipping out because she was like, "Oh my god." people are gonna get covid and then they're not gonna come to my wedding and she did it a week before because she knew that that was gonna happen what (laughs) are people that fucking evil that is that is kind of fucked up now i I didn't think it was a big deal but that is someone could get sometimes venues don't have spaces in that instance that you're talking about shade this person is just like this is just strange I find it. It's just weird. That's not your friend. Yeah. Cut her off. Mm-hmm. But I, the bitch dropped out the wedding anyway. So you don't have to. She's not. Yeah. Whatever. Bye. Thank you. Next. Next. Now, where it's unfair is to uh, your friends, your other friends who uh, now have to choose between. Whoa. What if she starts to try to take. If she starts trying to take bridesmaids, then it's a problem. It's all wrong. It's all wrong. I, I just still to- want I want to know more context. I feel like somebody's either dying, she's having a baby, or the venue yeah. is booked, or okay. I don't the care. The venue that part doesn't make any sense. She got sense. a cheap deal because no, this is just for her excuses. Crazy. That's so wrong. She's chopping. The wedding has to be next week, and her closest loved one has to have a expiration date right within that week like someone's that's on their that's the only way it has to be that time right and she's not inviting any of our overlap friends she's just gonna have her parents and that's it no no no, no no if if I'll, I'll i'll give you that if you know someone really important needs to be there no damn damn yo that's kind of crazy i don't know she's i shocked. can't think about it i can't think about it i can't think about it I will tell you, my anxiety grows daily because I'm like, oh my God, like one of my other very close friends is definitely potentially getting engaged in a few months. Chelsea still hasn't told us timelines. What if the timelines overlap? I'm panicking. I'm panicking. I think about it a lot because it's been wedding season and it's been like back to back to back. Everyone being at weddings. And I'm like, oh God, please. Yeah, but it's only the two of us. Yeah. There's no one else. I know, but both of you are very important weddings. So I'm hoping that like it's not too close. Things oh, don't yeah. overlap. Girl, you don't have to make like, it work. How? I mean, we can't make an overlap work, but yeah, exactly. Not you'll make the if other you choose, choose as the soon as I know, you'll know. As soon as you know, as soon as I know, you'll know. What I'm going to be like, you got to change your bachelorette weekend because that's actually Chelsea's bachelorette weekend. So like, you can't do that. I would actually say that to her and I think she'd be okay with it unless it was I like, think like, as soon as you know her stone. dates, tell me. As soon as you know my dates, tell her. Like, if I know her dates, I'm not going to put it the same day as her. You're both going to be like, October 3rd. To get the joke. No, I mean, yes, but What's shut that up. Joke? Is that for Mean <laughs> The girl? Mean Girls? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> October 3rd. Okay. Um, Listeners, and that specific woman, chop that bitch, jump her, call your cousins and your sisters and everybody and jump her. (gasps) What if it's a white woman? Well, that's different. And maybe don't because you'll probably go to jail. Um, now, now Glenn has a problem. If she's white, she's like, <laughs> like oh, well, hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> now she's low down and dirty. I understand the justice system. 
Um, okay, well, thanks for listening. Please go online and follow us on Instagram at Black Girls Texting. Guys, Serena Williams just posted us. Period. I'm kind of freaking out, but yeah. Um, so Black Girls Texting is on the up and up. You know, get on this ride before it's too late. Never and too late. join us on Patreon. It might be one day. Fine. <laughs> join us on Patreon. That's scary. Um, <laughs> yeah, kind of. And we also have some new sweatshirts. So fall is here, and you need a little sweaty, sweaty shirt. So get one. Y'all was in our DMs talking about. I'm not gonna make a complaining voice because that's rude, and I respect you all. But I'm inclined to do it. See, see me working on myself. But y'all was in the DMs talking about. There's not enough sizes. We need more sizes. So I ordered the sizes. So what are we doing? What are we talking about? I heard you doing that complaining voice on the stories, actually. And I, I caught it. I peeped it. Damn. I know. I was like, what's that voice? I didn't mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. look at you. You know, rectifying. Mm-hmm. Gross. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, anyway, so we got sizes. We got new colors. All kind of cute shit. Yes. Thanks again for listening to Black Girls Texting. Make sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you listen and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Oh, and don't forget to text every group chat you're in and tell them to check us out. Follow your girls at Black Girls Texting and we'll see you next week. Bye.